Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 614 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains and the World Juniors are here. But Team Canada has to wait until today to begin their quest for gold. However, all other Sens prospects were already in action. Yeah, Ross, four other Sens prospects in action as the World Juniors kicked off yesterday. And all four of them winners to start the tournament. And we know Pierre Dorian loves winners. Yes, he does. So we'll tell you what each player did and give you a little preview on Team Canada. Dave Cameron, head coach of the Canadians, already finding an affinity for one of the Sens prospects. All that plus, we've got a Sens Central citizen today. A fantastic conversation with Becca. Hope you enjoy that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Wednesday, August 10th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to subscribe to the Locked On Senators channel, like the video by clicking the thumbs up, and leave us a comment as well. The comment we want to know is, are you much more worried about the Boston Bruins now that they have Patrice Bergeron back, David Krejci back? A year removed. And Pavel Zaka in the full. We're going to touch on that a little bit later on in the show, Pilsy. But the World Juniors are here. You mentioned all sense prospects that played yesterday were winners. Which one stood out most to you? For me, it's got to be Roby Jarventi. I mean, this guy was all over the ice. Uh, if you missed the game like I did, you have to follow our good buddy at Liam's Martian. He's been clipping the games as he does. He's, he's in mid-season form and the season hasn't even started yet lots of great Yarventi clips and he did get an assist uh yesterday as well so you gotta love that yeah I was gonna say great Yarventi clips I, I even sent Roby the one uh yeah <laughs> you, you said he was your standout player maybe he should have stood up on the benches he took a little backwards tumble having a seat but he also put a feather of a pass right on the tape of Brad Lambert for that power play assist <laughs> And the overhead angle was awesome because yeah. he's playing a little pitch and catch with, I think it was Hemo Salmi, the defenseman there. They were moving back and forth on the half wall. And then all of a sudden opens up a seam. Lambert slides into it. Boom, hits him with a great pass. So awesome to see Roby passing his full World Juniors output from two yeah, years no ago, kidding. right? So that's a great little bit of confidence for him. We know he's a year and a half or two seasons, but I hesitate to call the COVID season, a full one for Belleville, but he's got two full pro seasons under his belt. So I think that it is expected of him to be one of the better players. However, man, Finland's top line is so nasty. Rivonen, Ratti, and um, and Kemmel, they, yeah. they've combined on, on a few nasty goals. So Finland wins 6-1, and that one goal against, whatever, 20 saves. 
for our boy Levy Marilinen and a couple partial breaks, a breakaway. This guy doesn't matter. If he's in all alone, he's going to stop it. Yeah, and uh, Levy Marilinen had a great game too. It's going to be interesting to see how often he gets used the rest of the tournament. He should be the starter from what it seems like. I think he's the dude, but in their pre-tournament game, he played one, played really well. However, the other guy, don't even know his name. I think he's undrafted. He came in and put up a 45-save performance. So, I don't know. They'll give him a chance, but yeah, I think Cola is the other goalie's yeah. name. I thought Yoel Blomqvist was going to be around, but I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, not sure what the deal is with him, like but it. no, I'd say Marilinen is is the hands down starter for the Finns, who had a great start. Now, albeit it is against Latvia, who the Canadians yeah. will play later today on Wednesday, um, but great start for the two Finns. I think they they were certainly the standouts, but of course, friend of the show, we got to talk about the the K train, Tyler Clevin. Hashtag Nodak sends, you sends A as well. Another hashtag going out. And I know this game was out of reach as well. The the Americans were uh, were up. I mean, it was 5 nothing. Germany got a little garbage time goal at the end there. So 5-1, the States wins. It was in control the whole game. However, although he was listed as a third-pair defenseman going into the game, only one American defenseman played more than Tyler Clevin. So that's a nice little feather in his cap early in the tournament. He played 16 minutes and 44 seconds. Nice. Yeah. And Tyler Clevin doing K train things. Again, the Leams Martian clipping some big hits. And I love when players go to hit Tyler Clevin and they think they've got the upper hand. No, no, no. No. They just bounce off him. And uh, he he does a great job kind of with that reverse hit as well, protecting the puck. Um, just just a strong presence on the blue line like we expected him to be with this Team USA. So I'm excited to see what Clevin uh, has in store here. And yeah, another victory for a sense prospect. Only defense and who played more than him was Luke Hughes, who had a goal and an assist. And get this, Luke Hughes took 28 shifts in the game. Nobody else took more than 21 on defense. Yeah, wow. Nyes had 24, but they just put Luke Hughes over the boards all the time. What was he, fourth overall pick in yep. 2021? He's going to be a stud, and you got to respect that. But Clevin played more than the captain, Brock Faber, who we talked about being a, a pretty big X factor in this tournament. However, again, the asterisk is the fact that this game was <laughs> out of reach. After, I mean, it was 2 nothing after the first period, but it certainly felt even more than that. I'm trying to find the the shots on goal here, but Pilsy, they, they weren't pretty if you were Team Germany. I just... I just can't wrap my head around what this Germany team would look like if J.J. Paterka was there, if Lucas Reichel there. Oh, yeah, Tim Stutzla, still eligible for this tournament, Pilsy. To me, that was just mind-blowing. Yeah, exactly. That, that's unfortunate for Team Germany. A lot of guys, uh, their their gem prospects missing from this one. But that's the way it goes with World Juniors yep. in August. <laughs> 100%. I mean, the only of the big three defensive prospects in terms of Sanderson, uh, Power, and Edvinson is Simon Edvinson's playing yes. for Sweden. But then he got hurt. They said he left for precautionary reasons, but he left the pre-tournament game with an injury. And that's kind of the whole reason why a lot of these top prospects aren't going. They don't want to risk injury ahead of what is a huge training camp for all those guys Coming up in September, of course, here at Locked On Senators, we will have all the coverage your heart desires leading up to Sens training camp. A couple interviews we'll tease later on in the show, but Pilsy, we can't forget about the newest Sens prospects in the tournament, Thomas Hamara, and this was actually probably the best game 
It was the only game I watched start to finish, but it was also the closest game. So we mentioned 5-1, U.S. beats Germany. 6-1, Finland beats Latvia. But 5-4, Czechia. Czechia. I got to get that. I know our our Prague sickos got got us on lock here over – I don't think he's in Prague anymore, but we've got the pronunciation on lock. What was I calling it before? It was so bad. I was saying Chechia, which I which think that's is, what I was saying too. Yeah, yeah. So we both were guilty. Thank you Just for about. the pronunciation change. And like, yeah, we're we're doing our best. We did. We wouldn't intentionally say it wrong. So now that we've been corrected, we got it. Chechia, Chechia. They get the win, and they Woo. were down two nothing early in the game, despite out shooting them. I was going to say they really should not have been down in that game. I think the shots were like 20 to 6 and they were yeah. down 2 nothing. Like the Slovak goalie was just on fire yeah. and uh but then once Czechia got uh, one goal in the floodgates kind of opened here, but let's right. stick with Thomas Amara here. Very tough start for him. Dash 1, I believe it was his first shift. Yeah. I'd say t- I'd say tough tough game. Yeah, and then another Tough, uh, t- tough spot where he he's kind of uh, the guy that gets turned around in that second goal, and then a third goal where he's not able to clear the puck from in front of the net. So it wasn't a great chunk for him. He did have a an assist. Uh, they didn't record it as an assist because <laughs> we're it, counting it though. We're hey, is there a conspiracy it. against Sen's prospects? Remember, it was the Drake Batherson one. Yeah, we need to in bring the gold that back game? up again. Yeah, yeah that was Sen's uh, prospects. That was great. Um, but yeah, Hamara sends a point shot to the net. It hits off a Slovak stick. And I guess you can kind of say it was possession. No, you can't. Don't he slows it down it. and he almost gets it. And then the, the Czech player then recovers it and then passes over and scores. So it right. should have been a secondary assist. But the IHF hates sends prospects. It's no- <laughs> hey, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, um, right. yeah this game from a shot perspective was wildly thank god the uh czechia actually ended up winning this if they let this one get away from them that would have been absolutely brutal yeah fair enough and when you're looking at hamara he played 17 minutes and 29 seconds had two shots on goal and was plus one at the end of the day so good on him for bouncing back from being an early dash to in this game so lots of sense prospects in action including today where we get Ridley Gregg and Zach Ostapchuk. Ostapchuk scored, or I should say they scored off a Zach Ostapchuk rush in the pre-tournament game against Sweden. But he goes from the extra forward to the third line, where we can just call it the Sens unit, with Ridley Gregg at center, Zach Ostapchuk at left wing, and then they got William Dufour on the right side. Some He was out of the queue. He's an Islanders prospect. Guy scored four goals in the Mem Cup in one game. So he, he, he's got the finishing aspect locked down. But you can just tell. 6'3", 210 pounds. He can fly. He's a coach's dream, Zach Ostapchuk. There was no way he was finishing this tournament as the 13th board. No, and he made it very clear that he, he wasn't going to allow that, right? Like I, I saw a Mark Masters uh, article saying yep. that his skate busted. And he didn't have any backup skates, so he used a teammate's skate, and he was flying out there. It doesn't matter <laughs> what he's got on his feet. Zach uh, Stapchuk, he's going to be flying out there and putting him on a line with Ridley Gregg. Not only are you getting size and speed, but you're getting some grit on that line as well, as we saw Ridley Gregg. The, the Riddler <laughs> is back in full effect. I mean, he never left. I shouldn't say he's back because... He lays out a massive hit on a Swedish player. And then after talking about it 
just has his massive smile being like, yeah, I like to play physical. Yeah, he's he's trying to hold it back, but he literally can't. It's like uh, when you're watching like uh, SNL uh, characters trying to hold character and then they break and they laugh a little. That's what's <laughs> happening to Ridley here. He's like, I shouldn't be laughing about that big hit, but I cannot help myself. How do you like that producing? I already had it all locked in. That's that's well done, Ross. You're in midseason form as well. Oh my god. Hey, if anyone wants to learn more about the chaotic energy that Ridley Gregg brings, go check out either of his two interviews with us. We'll get him back on sooner rather than later. He is so funny. He lives to be a menace on the ice. And it was a super clean hit. Keep yeah, your head up when you're when you're behind the net. But to be fair, both defensemen were already angled. And he's just like, No, you still have your head down. You're not gonna make a play with this puck. Nobody's in front of the net. I'm just gonna come and finish you up. So yeah. Ridley Gregg, man, agent of chaos. We know he's got to toe that line, but if he does, man, this guy is going to be just an absolute gem at the next level. So Team Canada in action later on today against Latvia. That's it for the World Junior Report. Later on in the show, we're going to touch on those Boston Bruins. Hmm. Seems like the team most Sens fans pointed to saying, we're going to knock your team out of that playoff spot. But since they've made a reacquisition, a re-signing, well, two, I guess, because they traded for Zaka but didn't have him signed. So we'll touch on what that means. And if Sens fans should take a deep breath and then look at Boston's roster and maybe are we underestimating them, we'll touch on that. But first, we've got our Sens Central citizen. We're ecstatic to bring on Becca. Great conversation with her. A little bit different than what we usually do, but she is a diehard Sens fan. She's got her own podcast as well. We get into how it started, what it's about, and a whole lot more. It was a really enlightening interview. I loved it. Yeah, it was great to talk with Becca. Uh, we had reached out to her a, quite a while ago, and this had March. been in the works for, for a while, so it was great to get her on. She was very excited to join us, which is always fun. And uh, yeah, she has her own podcast. Um, you'll hear all about it in the interview. I don't want to spoil too much here, but uh, Ross, should we get to a quick ad read before we swing it over to Becca? Yeah, tell me all about it. All right, so what you need to be doing, guys, for this offseason to stay healthy in the summer is you need to be getting your vitamins and treating your body right. And the best way to do that is with Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. So what is this stuff, you might be asking? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more to help you start your day off right All it is is one scoop of AG1 in your cup of water to start your day and you're going to be feeling so much better. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things you can help yourself with with AG1. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, It's all good, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And take it from me, it still manages to have great flavor. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, so you can feel more alert when you wake up in the morning. And it's less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than whatever coffee habit you have. It's cheaper than getting all different supplements. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So to make things easy, guys, you can go to Athletic Greens, and they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. 
Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from Athletic Greens. All right, now let's get to this week's Send Central Citizen. It's Becca. All right, now we welcome on this week's Send Central Citizen. We're extremely excited to welcome on Becca. You can follow her on Twitter at Unashamed Alk, A-L-C. She's also the host of the Unashamed Alcoholic podcast, and that will lead into a story we'll get to later. But Becca, welcome to Locked On Senators. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this is like, <laughs> I don't want to be dramatic, but a dream come true to come and chat with you guys. <laughs> you just cut a promo for us. That's going to be in the intro to every one of our <laughs> shows now. Thank you. We're, we're, we're really happy to have you. have been following your story on Twitter for, for so long. And are, are you in Ottawa right now? Where are we talking to you from? Yeah, I'm well, I'm across the river in Gatineau. So Perfect. I'm a Sens fan in, in Quebec. <laughs> awesome. Hey, what do the Sens need to do to get more into the Quebec um, fan base? Heavy you hitting know, question right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good one. Actually, you know, Mathieu Joseph said something about kind of along those lines the other day. And I just thought that's so awesome because like reaching into like the he was talking about the kids, you know, and reaching out to like the the French speaking kids. And I think that that, you know, there's so many fans just just on the other side of the river, um, especially the the kids who can feel that connection to like a French speaking player. And I think so something along those lines, like he's got the right mindset with that, because my, my kids are Sens fans. I mean, they have no choice, but they're also <laughs> they're Sens fans and they love him. They love him because he's French. My kids are French speaking. So, you know, things like that, just like these little connections within the community. Uh, we've got, you know, Sens rinks over here. So these little things to build up, you know, not just shutting it down because we're on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> Especially with LeBreton coming up, right? You're even closer. Yeah, um, Pilsy, exactly. too. Hey, what better time than when the Habs are in 32nd place, too, to steal a few of those <laughs> Frank, Francophone fans, no? Yeah, you can come on over, hop on the bandwagon. We'll uh, we'll welcome everyone. And um, <laughs> let's let's get this uh, back to how we always start our Sense Central Citizens. Ross hit you with the hard-hitting question Sorry. right off the bat. You nailed it out of the park. Now let's uh, let's open things up a little uh, lighter here. How and when did you become a Sense fan, Becca? Well, you know, I, I grew up in Belleville and, you know, we awesome. had the Bel- we had the Belleville Bulls and, you know, yep. now there's the Belleville Sens. So that's great. But I know I grew up kind of like within a bit of a hockey community, but not a huge fan until I moved to Ottawa for Carleton, went to Carleton University and kind of and then just stayed here and sort of started getting into it a little bit more, you know, like pretty cool. We have an NHL team in the city here and then lightly fell in love with Chris Neal and still he is my he's my soulmate he doesn't know that but he's my soulmate and so started kind of getting into it when I met my ex now ex-husband we would go out to like the um the the rink and you know on on days where they were practicing um game days and like wait in like minus 30 degrees in the winter for you know take a picture with them after they would come outside and they would all stop like they're they were all so nice so like it was like 15 years ago so that kind of you know, again, back to like the idea of the community and being nice to fans and like that really helps people feel connected and like want to follow you and be be a fan. So it kind of grew from there where, I mean, I started going to games more often and, um, you know, I've got my jersey, you know, and, you know, would go find Chris Neal whenever he was <laughs> I'm sure there's a restraining order out there against me that I don't know about. <laughs> just protection there. No, it's all. <laughs> but that's kind of like how it just, it was kind of a slow process. Um, you know, there's nothing better 
in the winter than on a Saturday afternoon or evening than watching a game uh, on, on TV. And I, you know, kind of got the kids into it now. And again, they don't have a choice, but you know, it's, it's a, I find it's a really nice family activity and it's close. Like it's, you know, it's in our city. It's close. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that story. Just doing some quick math there. You said 15 years ago, which would give me the impression that was right around when the team was at their best, right? Making, <laughs> yeah. making playoff runs, finishing in first place. Who were some of the players from that team outside of Chris Neal that really helped you fall in love with this team? Is there anyone outside of Chris Neal that we need to talk about? So actually, you know, it's funny on my dating profile, I I even put that like in my mind, I'm married to most of the 2010-11. Shout out Ryan Shannon. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there's like, you know, there's all all of it's just like, I just want, they were so, they were just so nice and sweet, Condra and Winchester and, you know, Chris Neal. And then you got Alfie. I mean, all these guys were so, it was just such a great time. It was like, what a time to be alive, you know, on my, the Jersey I have, it's, I have the, um, the patch for like the Eastern conference, like championships, like that's, and I'll give you one guess of who my Jersey Hmm. is. Hmm. I'm going to go with a, a Flesherton native number 25 Six round pick. Exactly. So, That's you know, awesome. it's uh, honestly like that entire, that entire era was so great. And now, you know, I feel like we're kind of heading into like a really great time now too. So I might have to update depending on how things go, update those dating profiles. Well, hey, are you going to, I don't want to put Chris Neal on the hot seat, but is there any player on this team or this edition of the team that might challenge to get a jersey on that you'd wear? <laughs> I don't know. I can't, you know, I really love uh, Matthew Joseph. Like, I just think he's like knocked out of the park, but obviously, you know, Austin Watson's like got a little, a little part of my, yes. my heart. Well, we too, have to so. get to that hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so actually what better time than right now yeah. to get to it. So let's start with your story, the unashamed alcoholic podcast. How did it start? And, and then how did this meeting come up with Austin Watson? You know, the, the podcast, uh, it's funny that it started because of kind of a link to the sends too. So, um, I got divorced in 2020 and was living on my own and kind of just keeping this being sober a secret because it was kind of shameful and embarrassing and all this stuff had been like uh three years at that point that I I'd stopped drinking and but I hadn't really been public about it and then that fall so I'm by myself and kind of living this new life and um that fall that's there was like a night in September that I saw Bobby Ryan uh, did a little speech about accepting the, the Masterton trophy and like kind of talked about what he'd gone through that February. And I was like, you know, that February, like in 2020, uh, I wrote an anonymous letter to the editor of the Ottawa Sun, thanking Bobby Ryan for sharing his story and saying that you had all these fans out there who still love you. You're part of a club that no one wants to join, but are forever grateful to be part of. And we all still love you. But I had written it anonymously because I'm like, I can't say I'm an alcoholic. Then everyone will know. That's ridiculous. And then in September, he talks about it again as he's accepting this. And I just thought, if he can talk about this and I'm supporting him, why can't I talk about this and have people still support me? Like, this is ridiculous. So I went back. I found that letter to the editor and I tagged it. And I just said, I'm not ashamed of this anymore. Like, Bobby Ryan can do this. So can I. 
And then that kind of just was the, this elephant off my chest. And I was just like, well, that felt great to talk about myself. How do I keep doing this? And with the link of someone well-known using their platform to share a story that's stigmatized and show people it can happen to anyone, how can I keep doing this? And I was just like, well, I'll start a, like everyone else in 2020, I'll start a podcast yep. <laughs> and talk with, um, well-known sober people. And that's kind of just how it started. And obviously like anyone who's hockey related is just like, Oh my God, I'm, I love you. Uh, so I've talked to Theo Fleury, Mark Parrish. Oh my God. He was so amazing. Mark Parrish, um, uh, Dave Shand, uh, you know, just, I, I have like, obviously an affinity for the, <laughs> the hockey events, but to talk to like musicians, people yeah. from Bravo, all sorts of people. And it's just kind of spiraled into this wonderful, unpaid hobby that helps me in my recovery and uh, helps make these wonderful connections around the world. So that's, that's kind of how it all started. And then, you know, with Austin, I saw online um, one day that he was celebrating, like the Sens posted something about how he was celebrating um, a sober birthday. And I thought, yay, like kind of full circle someone he's talking about it. He's open about it. Let's, oh my God, like I need to tell him, (laughs) I need to tell him I am too. So I went out to the game that night, I actually messaged you guys. And I was just like, do you know if Austin's, you know, going to skate tonight? Cause I was going to that game and it looked like he was. And so I was like, well, perfect. I'll spend three hours making this sign <laughs> and for the warm up, and then miss the warm up because of insane traffic. That'll so happen. Posted it online. And I said, you know, it said, Hey, Austin, I'm sober too. And had the number and, and it went to uh 17, 12, not. 1712 days not a big deal i'm looking at the photo right now (laughs) yep yeah and it got back to him and then they uh they contacted me and said you know you want to come out to another game and and have a chit chat with him and i was just like oh my god yes i would and that's kind of how that happened it was just so it it's so wonderful when someone who has a platform is willing to talk about something that's kind of you know still a bit, you know, maybe not everyone thinks it's okay to talk about or that it's like sort of secretive or whatever. And to just talk about it normally. And that's the whole goal of my podcast. Just be like how I am right now, normally lightheartedly talking about something that is kind of stigmatized. We'll get back to our chat with Becca in just a moment, but first a quick word from our friends at bet online. Now is the time. Now is the time. You've got the national bank open, get some tennis India. I actually love putting a little wager in. On some tennis, Serena Williams just announced her retirement, so I'm all in on her, both at the National Bank Open and going in to her final U.S. Open. Baseball is always a fun play if it's an afternoon game, but we're all setting up for hockey season. Futures are there. You can get all your information. It's all available to you at Bet Online. There's no better place for your props, odds, lines. You can bet on literally anything. Head over to betonline.net and take control of of what your sports watching experience is. Just head over there right now, or you can even use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, now back to our interview with Becca. I feel like Austin Watson's a pretty outgoing guy. What kind of conversation did you have with him that night? I honestly like blacked out from (laughs) I was so I was so thrilled to be meeting he was so nice to the like I brought the kids the the boys loved meeting him uh he was just so kind we just talked about 
um, you know, being able to share our stories and feel that connection, because that's kind of ultimately what it comes down to is that you have, you know, when I talk to people who are actors or musicians or former athletes or whatever it may be, these are people who are, you know, have wildly different lives than I do, but this thing brings us together and puts us on the same playing field. And we have this sort of connection that, you know, it's just such a nice feeling to know what someone else has kind of lived or goes, goes through as well. And he was so, so down to earth, so kind, so generous. You know, I got a, I got a, a, a signed stick that's definitely in my bedroom. <laughs> Under the bed in case any burglars come, you just hit them with <laughs> yeah. <the old> one, two. <laughs> that's yeah, so that, nice. That's definitely uh, the spot for that. And, and I'm looking at your post right now, Becca, uh, the picture you shared with Austin Watson and sensing a common theme in all the things you've discussed so far. And that's the quote you have here saying it said the opposite of addiction is connection. And you've mentioned that word a lot of times here, connection, Matthew Joseph uh, with the French community, uh, Chris Neal, a connection with you, your connection with Austin Watson, us connecting right now. And that's the thing. I think it's a great thing. What you're doing is you're, you're showing everyone that no matter whether you're, you're a mom in Gatineau or you're a hockey player or whatever, everyone can have these connections and be relatable and, and help support uh, each other. Right. So I think what you're doing with the podcast is, is incredible. And uh, we're, we're really thrilled and honored to hear your short story and share it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have someone like you in the sense community. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. And that, that really is that it's connection, right? I mean, you, you could create the connection within the community of, the, you know, hockey, the hockey Twitter side yep. of things, the recovery side of things like, and you just be able to, it's, it's brought me so many wonderful new people in my life um, to be able to share something that I used to be really afraid to talk about. So I just, to be now talking about this and it's mixed with hockey, like my, my life is complete. <laughs> <laughs> What would you, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to get sober, but hasn't been able to get there yet? Not to do it alone and not to, um, feel like you're, you know, there's anything wrong with you. I, I spent a long time wondering and worrying about, you know, why can't I just drink like everyone else? And why can't I just, you know, not think about this all the time and what's wrong with me. And I kept it to myself. And that makes me like, I feel like I could cry thinking about all the years I held this worry to myself. And then when I even got sober, I kept that a secret for so long too. And just whether you stop drinking because you have a problem with drink with alcohol and and drinking, or you just don't want to drink, it's okay to say you're sober, Uh, you know, Bumble, one of the many apps I'm on uh, has the option of saying sober. And so I click that because like, I'm not ashamed of this. And like, if someone has a problem with that, that's a them problem. So just to not be worried about like what other people think, do something for you, but don't do it alone. There's so many great people, connections, um, programs out there that you can do this with support. Doing it alone should not be the option. Um, you know, anyone can reach out to me if they have any questions too. I'm always there to chat because that's the last thing I want is someone feeling alone in this. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing, right? Everyone's uh, stronger together and stronger as as a community. Um, you mentioned a bunch of people you've had on your podcast. What's kind of been the the highlight for you since you started this? What's been your kind of biggest moment for your podcast? It's funny because it wasn't an episode that I okay. did. Um, it was, I, so I got to thank Bobby um, uh, in a year ago, I, I connected with him and I just said like, 
I started this because you shared your story and this is why this has come to be. And he didn't want to uh, be on an episode, but we were able to have a zoom and I was able to talk with him and, and then do my own episode (laughs) about that conversation, be able to have that full circle, come back and be able to tell him like how he inspired me to come out of the shadows and do this. Like it changed my entire life. My, my entire life changed because I talk openly about this now, like everything changed. So I really wanted him to know that. And so I I was able to thank him and that's all that was like one of the best moments um, I've experienced, but you know, all of it is, you know, there's no standout person. It's also wonderful to have these connections and feel like, you know, again, they can be someone who's lived a totally different life than me, but we have this in common and it kind of makes you feel like, okay, like I'm not alone. Who is the unashamed alcoholic podcast white whale? Who is the number one guest that you don't think you could get, but that you are dreaming of interviewing on the show? Oh man, there are, (laughs) there's so many there, which is, you know, it's great because so many people are openly talking about it now. Um, You know, I would, any, anyone who's in hockey, (laughs) I would love to to talk to them because it's just, it really, this is why it all started. Um, But, you know, there are some pretty big names that I've, I've tried to go after and I, I, you know, I don't hear anything back from, and, you know, it's discouraging, but I had another podcaster tell me the other day, like, just He's like, I tried for five years to get Jamie, oh, yeah. Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, you just don't stop. Like, you got to <laughs> keep going. I'm like, all right. Like, that's not usually my MO, but like, okay, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I need to just, you know, not give up after one try. So there's a, there's a lot of people that's for sure, which is great because people are talking about it. What do they say? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be that annoying person. <laughs> oh No, it's awesome. And Hey, once they get on and, and have an honest conversation with you, I'm sure everybody would leave feeling like we do. I feel uplifted having you on the show back. I feel really oh, happy that, that, that you joined us. And you know what, what, what did she say? It's, it's a dream come true. This is a dream come true for us <laughs> now. So no, we appreciate you. And, and to bring it back to, to the sense and just to, you know, finish off this conversation, I'd recommend everyone, if they're not already following Becca on Twitter at unashamed alc alc and then the unashamed alcoholic podcast rebecca does great work what are your expectations this season are you excited to get out to a couple of games at the ctc what uh what are these off-season moves giving you in terms of excitement level oh i oh i love it i love the whole revamp i love everything about everything right now i'm like i don't think i've ever been this jazzed for uh a se- an upcoming season like and i yeah. you know i've got uh i just feel like there's sort of a there's a new life being breathed into this team right now. And I'm so excited to see how um, all the, the young players kind of start mixing together. But I, I made a joke online the other day that I, my vision boarding of like <laughs> bearded players was working because we got Claude. I'm so <laughs> excited for that. So, Best beard in the NHL potentially. Got to be uh, one of them. Yeah. He keeps yes. it clean. Yeah. I'm I mean, Brad so Burns excited. asked me in the conversation, but he's, he's right up there. <laughs> He's right. There's a there. reason why I love playoffs and it's because of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awesome. That makes sense. Now, oh, one more for me, Becca, uh, you mentioned you're a Belleville native. How fired up were you when the team announced they are moving from bingo to Belleville? And have you been, uh, have you got the chance to go to a couple games at the, the legendary CAA arena? 
<laughs> I, I was so excited for Belleville to, to get that. I just think it's just such a cool thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've been, you know, to, to have been like to, you know, growing up with the Bulls, like that was awesome. And now we've got like, I feel like there's some real recognition happening there. And uh, so I did, was able to go with my dad and uh, the boys to a few games. And again, was it a few a nice- years ago? Yeah, it was 2019, maybe. How is the interview? We might have been production? there. Yeah. The game day production good? The camera shooting good? Were the replays, those replays on time? Huh? Were they good? Were we they had good? a great time. The boys loved it. And, you know, good. it's again, it's that kind of, we go to 67s and Olympics games here. Like, I really yeah. keep uh, everything in the mix. Uh, but, you know, it's that level of, you you can get some really great hockey yeah, at that sure. level. And, you know, it's the atmosphere, the fan, you're close, super close to the action. Uh, the, you know, the fans are, are feeling at Belleville. Like it was really good for Belleville because you can see the fans really appreciate that. And they're there. It's full. Like, it's great. They love it. Yeah, absolutely. And we love this conversation. Hey, home opener, October 18th. If you're able yep. to make it, we're going to be there. We'd absolutely love to be able to share a conversation with you in person and hopefully yeah. get to see you sooner rather than later. Again, everyone needs to go follow the Unashamed Alcoholic Podcast. And we appreciate you being a Sed Central citizen, Beck. A really great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Again, I'm not joking when I say this is probably one of the things I've been most looking forward to doing. Say it again. One more time. One more time. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. No. This is the interview I was most looking forward to doing. Stick taps to Becca for joining us. Really fun conversation with her. And I would implore everyone to go give her a follow on Twitter at Unashamed Alc. That's A-L-C at the end. All right, Pilsy, quickly before we get out of here, the Boston Bruins, they've re-signed Patrice Bergeron, ageless wonder. They've brought back David Krejci. We're about to find out if he's an ageless wonder. And then Pavel Zaka, a young up-and-coming, kind of scratching the surface type player. They brought them in. That's three centermen signed in one day. How much better are the Boston Bruins today than they were two days ago? And also, are Sens fans kind of underestimating the competition that lays ahead to get into the playoffs? They are massively better. Anytime you can... Because we were kind of looking at this team as if Bergeron wasn't coming back when we first uh, talked about them a little while ago. And... I didn't have Krejci coming back as uh, as a possibility either. And then, like you mentioned, add Zaka into the mix too. That's three, like there's your one, two, and three centermen right there. So that definitely adds a big boost to this team. And to get them at the prices they got them, like Bergeron, I think, is making 2.5. Krejci is at 1 million. And Pavel Zaka is making the combination of both of them at 3.5 million. I wow. think that was funny when Zaka mentioned that... Uh, um, the culture of everybody taking less works really well in Boston when he took more than both those guys. But uh, that's there's the a bit of an there. asterisk on uh, on Bergeron though. If he plays, he's 10 got games, bonuses, yeah. And you can only do that if you're over 35 years old. But it goes on to next year's cap, so this could be kind of oh, interesting. This could be the last hurrah for this Boston Bruins team. But yeah, I think Sens fans are probably underestimating them on the top end and the back end. As well, like we know they've always had that top line. Bergeron, Marshan, and Pasternak. Taylor Hall's a pretty good player. Jake DeBrus was coming into his own a little bit yep. last year. And now you've added Zach as that third line pivot with Charlie Coyle. Craig Smith's a good player. Like Nick Felino, I don't think he can be as bad as he was last year. There has to be a, a touch of a reboot from him. And where I think really makes a difference is Hampus Lindholm to me is a hell of a player and a yep. steadying presence to play with Charlie McAvoy. So in goal. 
I, I think just like the Sens, like it's it's a bit hit or miss. I, I like Jeremy Swayman, but Linus Allmark, I'm kind of hot and cold on. Now, where I still see the opportunity though is with the injuries. Like no Brad Marchand and no Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. For the first two months of the season. The first two months of the season just got even more important for the Ottawa Senators. Especially when you're looking at who is their home opener opponent. Hmm. It's the Boston Bruins. So that's nice they get to play them without McAvoy or Marchand. But don't take them lightly. That's still a damn good team without those two guys. You think they're clearly last of the big four? Like the four that made the playoffs last year between Tampa, Florida, Toronto, and Boston. Do you still think Boston is the most vulnerable of those four in the Atlantic? Yeah, I would say, well, I don't know. Once those guys come back, I would say they're a stronger team than the Leafs. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was Florida, too. Like, I thought, I think Florida got worse this offseason. Yeah. You see Colin I, White's wearing number six, by the way, just an aside. That's, that's wild. Yeah, that is weird. And yeah, Florida did get worse, but they're still a really good team. Yeah, like, just, fair. you can't just think fair. of all the subtractions. Just take a look at their roster and what the lineup looks like. But that, that, I mean, they decor, won the president's trophy. <laughs> yeah. That decor <laughs> is, tough now without Uyghur so that'll be I mean they added Mark Stahl come on yeah true yeah (laughs) they actually brought in Eric Stahl on a PTO that was another random random move but they still have Barkov who's going to contribute a lot and then Backblad you got to think he's going to be yeah once or twice (laughs) they're still going to be good but to me I just think Boston's a good team but Ottawa like they they made their additions so I still think a defenseman is needed yeah. Uh, we'll see. We know Pierre Dorian does like to make moves near the start of the season. He's done it before. Sure. So we'll we'll see if that's in the cards. And, of course, Simmer's going to stir the pot on his birthday. So happy birthday, <laughs> Sean Simpson. Uh, he tweets out this morning that there is st- – actually, I want to read it word for word here. Let me pull it up because, you know, you know when Simmer stirs the pot, it's worth, uh, it's worth doing a little something. Oh, I got to go through a million happy birthday quote tweets because uh, replies don't work for Simmer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I almost feel like I have to search. Okay. Quote, the feeling is that Chikrin will be moved before training camp. Sens are in the mix with other clubs, but the ask is ridiculously high. Smart that Dorian is being patient. So let's see how it plays out. On a scale from Simmer Potster to Simmer Report, where would you put this on the the old range? Real far on the Potster. Because... The Arizona Coyotes are not in a rush to do anything, no. right? Like they're going to keep that price real high and they're saying, hey, we got a couple years of this guy on a good ticket. And until someone reaches what we're looking for, you guys can all just, you can wait, we'll wait. So I don't think uh, unless Pierre Dorian decides to not dip his toe in, but dive in head first to whatever the trade offers are, I don't see anything happening here. Yeah. At least on the chicken front on other defensemen, Possibly, but the chicken one, the Coyotes are not going to rush this at all. Like that's that's their prize trade piece right now. So yep, yep, hundred percent. I mean, they could just as easily name him captain and call it a day. Like he's yeah. that good of a player and that valuable. Three years left on his deal, making four point six million dollars. So we'll see how that all plays out going forward, Pilsy, with the Arizona Coyotes and Jacob Chikrin. All right, for more defensive talk. Head over and check out our friend Ari, who's at Carty CL. He put out an article this morning about other defensive options. He says, I worry that out of desperation, Sens fans are just clinging to Chikrin. 
Well, he puts out a few other names, and obviously none of them are as sexy as Jacob Chikrin, but they obviously have a part to play, and the Sens' right side of their decor beyond Artem Zub is pretty suspect. So we'll see uh, what what can transpire if it's not Chikrin. So go check that out from our friend Ari. Also, Locked On Bruins, they're having a good time there with all their re-signings. I'm excited to talk with Ian. We'll get into it with him, but... Are they really regressing? Because I feel like we've been saying that for a couple of years now with the Bruins. And they, I think they we've been have. trying to will it into existence, yeah. Ross. I don't know if either of us really believes it, but we're, we're trying to <laughs> push it. <laughs> oh, man. On that note, though, you mentioned the home opener. Ticket will be available next week through the link. We're going to do the same style that we did against Montreal. So everyone just goes in the link themselves. They buy the tickets, but they're all going to be in section 319 and 320. So those are the two sections that we're – we're all going to be in. It's going to be a great time. Can't wait for that, Pilsy. Yeah, it's going to be all time, especially for the home opener. Like, uh, yeah, if any, any of you guys missed last year's uh, event that we did up against Montreal, you're in for a real treat because the vibes are high. Sens fans are the best around. And for everyone to get together and uh, meet up off of Twitter is a great feeling. And uh, I think as far as I'm concerned, everyone had a great time. I know I had a great time. So we're hoping to meet more of you guys and uh, to have this be a regular thing because it's it's a blast. Absolutely. Well said, Pillsy. That's all for today's show. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. We'll be back on Friday with an interview I'm not allowed to tease <laughs> just yet. But next week, already recorded with Igor Sokolov. Fantastic. Yeah, so this might be our 36 minutes we went with him. So that's it. we're just going to let Igor take the reins. Then we got Angus Crookshank later on next week and a whole lot more for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan this has been the locked on senators podcast your team every day